0: We're talking with Mike Armstrong, whom you hear every weekday on the Financial Exchange here on News Talk 99.7. Good morning, Mike. How are you?
1: Hey, good morning, John. Doing well.
0: Volatility seems to be the word of the day. President Biden says if China's attacked by uh, mainland China, the U.S. will, will defend it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that was the big story over the weekend. And this is not the first time uh, President Biden has made similar types of comments that then were later walked by, uh, walked back by, you know, members of his staff. But regardless, you know, I think that's, this is one of those stories that we've been talking about for the last several years, and um, it hasn't gotten a lot of attention recently, but obviously if it rears its ugly head could be incredibly disruptive You know, while we're already dealing with massive supply chain issues and all sorts of problems. Um, you know, this is, this is, could, you know, massively complicate things. At the same time, the Biden administration is working on, you know, pushing further economic ties throughout Asia. Obviously, the Trans-Pacific Partnership was uh, washed back under the Trump administration uh, with you know, quite a bit of public support on that decision, um, but nonetheless, trying to still build some sort of coalition there uh, in other parts of Asia. Uh, at the same time, the you know the largest company in the world, Apple, has announced that they are looking to boost their production of you know iPhones, iPads, all, all sorts of their different products outside of China, which is uh, not at all surprising given everything that's gone on there in the last few years—the shutdowns in Shanghai and you know, all sorts of disruptions. However, it's very interesting hearing it from coming from, you know, the largest uh well, the largest US company, the largest company in the world and a massive employer. Uh maybe not directly, but in, at the end of the day a massive employer in China. And um, if there's any silver lining to everything that's happened over the last two years, I hope it's more stories like this where big companies are saying, "Hey, we cannot rely on China as much as we did previously." frankly because it's not always going to be
0: reliable. It doesn't make sense to do a business a certain way, then you have to find a way that it does make it work.
1: In that same sense of business, it's uh, you know, it's been the case for 30 years where we've had big disagreements with how The Chinese government runs and treats its people, but it took, you know, a genuine shutdown and pandemic to get companies to change their behavior a little bit. So, you know, anybody trying to say that, oh, this is a, you know, this is a moral decision by Apple, I think is missing missing the boat here. Right. They're doing this entirely based on the fundamental economics, which is uh, we cannot rely on this one country, even if they might be the cheapest place for us to produce our products going forward. Uh, there's going to be a reliability problem going forward. And so we need to diversify, which, you know, again, fits into this general trend line of, you know, a reverse of globalization that we seem to be continuing to talk about here. And, you know, however that ends in terms of, you know, conflict with China over Taiwan or problems in Russia and Ukraine, the one thing that seems to be pretty clear is that if you are going to deglobalize to some extent, it's going to make the production of just about everything more expensive, uh, and that's something that I think is just starting to be realized in markets.
0: Well, that's that's it. I mean, if you make the product in a place where there's low labor costs, you can charge less for the product. And but on, on a similar similar standpoint, if you move it over to places where it's domestic and you have co- more control over what goes on. You do, you do ultimately have more uh, more independence.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. The retail sales, they've all, uh, at least reports, came out from Walmart and from Target. And I guess a few more are due out this week, aren't they?
1: Yeah, so last week we saw a tremendous amount of volatility and, you know, most of it to the downside, but I mean, Friday, for example, markets opened up, they went down by several percent. We were briefly trading in bear market territory before actually finishing flat for the day. Um, A lot of this was on the heels of reports from Walmart and Target that disappointed investors. Largely, those companies, you know, they pointed to certainly profits that were hit by you know, supply chain issues. Walmart even said that they were oversupplied on 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 labor, meaning they they had you know more employees than they actually needed to get the job done, which is a big shift from you know, what we've been hearing from these companies for the last few years. But both of the companies also pointed to something that has been that's new, uh, and that the thing that they both pointed to was that consumers seem to be shifting their behavior based on pricing, and they are no longer. Spending indiscriminately on those high profit margin items for Walmart and Target, it might be you know their their clothing items or the, uh, the the electronics within their stores that you know were a big big boost to sales over the last two years. They're still buying the necessities, but uh, being more price conscious here, and that's starting to play into this overall concern, which is hey, we have high inflation. If the consumer starts pulling back perhaps we have slowing or even uh, negative growth at some point in the future what does that all mean for you know for a market and an economy that is largely driven by how much the consumer is willing to spend, and so that was the big concern for markets last week. This week, we're going to have a few more retailers reporting: Macy's, Dollar General, Costco, and the Dollar General and Costco stories are going to be interesting because you know traditional discount retailers, right? In terms of you know where you go when you're trying to stretch a dollar. How are they doing during all of this? You know, are, are they still able to make profit numbers work or are even they seeing that, hey, consumers are focusing on the lower margin items and you know, if you're going into Costco, maybe not buying that new grill or that new you know summer outdoor uh, setup or the, the new TV, all of those are you know, important questions that these retailers are going to need to answer.
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, the situation is that many people are um, enjoying higher wages. One would think that at least they'd spend a little bit of that money, but we don't know. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we will. And, you know, um, that is the, the good news of all this and the silver lining of all this. is, you know, We are facing tremendously difficult economic situation. However, um, you know, if you want a job, you Get one uh wages are moving up competition for labor is quite high we're seeing that uh you know this might be one of the best uh summer job markets for teenagers that we've ever seen i mean you know the ability to go out there and uh, really you know make employers compete for you is is really really possible in this moment more than it has been any other time and you're right the question is okay well what do consumers do with that money do they keep on spending or do they start you know, saving up because they're worried about what the future holds?
0: I understand that some employers have even been building houses for prospective employees.
1: Really? Across multiple different sectors, we're seeing this. So uh, Disney and Vail Resorts are looking into trying to build low-cost housing for their employees. I mean, two companies that operate in pretty high-cost areas, obviously, and uh, it's gotten to the breaking point where they cannot get their employees to work because there's just nowhere for them to live in the surrounding areas. Um, but even some other companies, so JBS Foods, the, the meat processing company down in Texas, is finding that in order to employ people and get them to come here, we might need to be able to provide housing. And so they're investing in a number of different housing projects. Cook, a medical device maker in Indiana, finding the same thing. Our employees are struggling to find affordable housing. And it's impacting their ability to get to work and stay employed working for us. They themselves are acting as general contractor.
0: Well, getting to work is another situation. A report came out that the average age of a vehicle on the road has hit it's highest in years 12 years is the average age of a vehicle right
1: now yeah in 2021 the data from 2021 but the average age of a vehicle on our roadways is now over 12 years 12.2 years that is a record in the united states um you know i I take this as kind of a, a good news story for maybe personal finances and maybe the quality of vehicles that we are now making in this country um but for the vehicle market as a whole, I think there's only way, one way to point this to this is, hey, look, Americans are holding on to their cars for longer because of the difficulty of finding a new or used vehicle and the price at which you would replace
0: it. Look forward to hearing more about this on the Financial Exchange today and every weekday at 10. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, John. First Look continues on News Talk 99.7 WNTK and 1490 AM and 98.9 FM WUVR right after this.